Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. State Senator Scott Weiner is yet again introducing a bill to make it easier to build affordable housing on land owned by religious groups and nonprofit colleges. This is his third try, and as KQED's Aditi Banlamudi reports, he thinks it'll have a better chance this time around. Churches, mosques, temples own a lot of land in California. And as the housing crisis grows more dire, they want to use it to build housing. Here's David Bokarsley with the Jewish Public Affairs Committee of California. There are a number of synagogues that have already expressed interest in doing this work, um, that have already started to try to go through the existing processes to build housing. And it's, it's not easy. Affordable housing is expensive and complicated to build. Seasoned housing developers know how to navigate the bureaucracy, but organizations like synagogues or nonprofit colleges aren't as savvy. And then there's the politics, which can halt a project altogether. Enter Senator Weiner's bill, SB4. This legislation will avoid a politicized approval process. Uh, it provides that if you meet the criteria, then a city has to grant the permit within a short period of time. Weiner now has the backing of major labor unions, so he's confident that the bill will pass. And affordable housing developers say this bill is an important one. Here's Sam Moss from nonprofit Mission Housing. We all agree that high-quality, affordable housing for our low, middle-income people is important, and that housing is a human right. The California Association of Realtors opposed the previous bill and has not responded to KQED's request for comment about whether this new one addresses their concerns. For The California Report, I'm Aditi Bandlamudi in San Francisco. To cut costs, California is moving forward on closing two more prisons. State corrections officials announced yesterday that they will shut down the privately run California City Correctional Facility in Kern County in March of 2024. The state says it plans to close Chuckawalla Valley State Prison in Riverside County a year later. Corrections officials say they also plan to close sections of six other prisons. This comes after the Newsom administration pushed to close a state prison in Susanville and shut down another prison in Tracy. 
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Jaywalking. It's a law many of us have probably broken many times in our lives by crossing the street outside of designated crosswalks. But if you've ever thought twice about jaywalking because of fear of getting a ticket, that will soon change. Starting on January 1st, California's Freedom to Walk Act becomes law. It will prohibit police from writing jaywalking tickets unless people are caught trying to cross the street in clearly dangerous traffic conditions. The law is considered a victory for transportation advocates who want to make our cities and suburbs more pedestrian-friendly and car-centric. My California Report colleague Saul Gonzalez talked about the pros and cons of decriminalizing jaywalking with John Yee. He's the executive director of Los Angeles Walks, which fights for people-centered planning. Saul and John met up on the street of L.A.'s Koreatown. All right, John Yee, we are at the corner of Western Avenue and 7th Street in Koreatown, here to talk about the Freedom to Walk Act. Why did you want to meet me here? All right, so let's just check out the space. On one side of the street, you have Ralph's, a major grocery store that's incredibly popular amongst all the residents. And right across the street, you have tons of multi-unit residential buildings. You have a big hotel, a gigantic tower, residential tower. And so what you naturally will then have is people crossing the street to get across. There's a lot of jaywalking. There's a lot of jaywalking, yeah. But as you can see, there's no crosswalk between 7th and Wilshire. There's this gigantic gap. And so people don't want to walk up or walk down, so they jaywalk. And so, again, they're using the space which they feel is most safest, which is across Midway. And is that wise to you? Is, Is that a proper use of the street to cross at places outside of the crosswalk? I do it all the time. I do it because it's fast, efficient, and it feels safer. So in very practical terms at a at a location like this, and so many other places like it, right, and many other California cities and suburban communities. What do you hope this new law accomplishes? What I hope a new law, this new law accomplishes is A, less number of tickets given out to people who cross at that intersection right there, but also B, an understanding that people are jaywalking for a reason, not to be scofflaws, not to break the law, but because they want to get somewhere more efficiently and faster. And so by decriminalizing it, we're then giving a space to ask ourselves, why are people jaywalking to begin with? But we can't ask that question if we make it a crime. So when it comes to the Freedom to Walk Act and allowing people to cross the street outside of crosswalks, is that is that more important symbolically as a way of kind of taking back the streets than it is in terms of its day-to-day effect? That I love that question. And to be honest, I think yes. 
What I will say is this about the law. The law in itself will not save pedestrians. You have to have infrastructure change at the end of the day. You can't continue to build cities and neighborhoods based off of based off of cars, but yet people allowed to crowd mid-street. We have to ask ourselves, why are people crossing mid-street? And once we answer that question, we should be able to make infrastructure changes to prevent people from doing it. So does that mean more crosswalks? Does that mean more street signage? Does that mean slower traffic? So those are the questions that we should be followed up afterwards. But I agree. In a way, it's symbolic, but I think in a certain point, symbolism is also powerful. As you know, we're in the midst of a public safety crisis when it comes to the, the safety of our streets. And a lot of pedestrians and cyclists are getting killed out there. Is this a wise thing to do? Keeping in mind our streets are already pretty dangerous as they are now. I would say this, in isolation of the law, it may seem like pretty crazy why we decriminalizing jaywalking when the streets are already so dangerous. And I get that feeling, especially if you look at the law by itself. But if you look at the law in the larger scope of how we are de decriminalizing public space for certain communities, by changing our streets to be less car-centric, um, this is a part of a larger effort of really reprioritizing our public space for people walking and biking. All right, I've been talking to John Yee, Executive Director of Los Angeles Walks. John, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you, appreciate it. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, December 7th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Adi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org lbca. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at smithfutures.org. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.